As we transition into the radio phase of our program, we want to welcome our KKVV listening audience Amen. from the Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church located at 1720 North J Street, Las Vegas, Nevada. Our speaker today is our associate pastor, Pastor Wayne O'Bannon, a lover of the youth, and he loves to visit the members of the church. And I enjoy visiting with him. Today he brings a message to us, and the title of this message is Prepared in Preparation. Prepared in Preparation. Before he comes to us, we will have the scripture reading by Jenkins Dallier, after which a special sacred selection from the Abundant Life Children's Choir, after which we'll have our speaker, Pastor Wayne O'Bannon, hear ye him. Today's stripper is John 14, 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also.
before they get away, I want to thank the children's choir. I'll probably be too old to direct them as a youth choir, but they sound wonderful. Thanks, Sister Robin and her group for those wonderful numbers. I see a few people out in the audience that the Spirit has compelled me to recognize. I see an old friend from Arizona, Brother Robert Smith. Good to see you, brother. Uh, and I, I'd just like to say to Sister Donna, you may not be able to see me, but I see you out there, sweetheart, and I'm glad to see you. And there is someone that will be listening later today that Pastor Russell and I went to visit, and that is Sister Cisco. And I'd just like to say at this time, Sister Cisco, happy Sabbath to you. And to all of you, brothers and sisters, I say welcome and happy Sabbath, visitors, members, and soon-to-be members. Ah, oh, Sister White, good to see you back. Good to see Elder White return. Are you all happy to be here today? I truly am, not just because I'm delivering the word, but the Sabbath to me is a wonderful time of the week. It's the best time of the week, and I'm sure for you it is too, because on Monday, you're probably going back to work, and you'll go back on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. You should look forward to the Sabbath. But I just want to give you a little history on myself. I was born in this truth. I was born a Seventh-day Adventist three years before my birth. My parents became Seventh-day Adventists. They had not been Adventists before. So they stopped eating pork. My mom stopped wearing her earrings. They stopped going to church on the other day and began to worship on the Sabbath. So as I grew up, that's all I really knew. I mean, I knew there were other churches out there. I knew that people were doing other things, but the Sabbath to me, was a foundation that my parents had put in place. But I just want to tell you, as a Seventh-day Adventist pastor, preaching in a Seventh-day Adventist church, for a Seventh-day Adventist denomination, my faith is not a Seventh-day Adventist faith. Now, before you run out, the doors or turn your radios off. Hang on, hang on, listen to me now. My faith has a foundation in the Word of God. You see, if there was no Seventh-day Adventist religion and I studied God's Word, I would be a commandment keeper. I would keep the seventh day as the Sabbath. Because the Bible clearly states in Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Now the Bible was written by men inspired of God, but those words 
came from God himself. I wouldn't believe that the dead come around to counsel me or to haunt me. Because the Bible is clear on the state of the dead. In Ecclesiastes 9, 5, and 6, the dead know not anything. And in Psalm 115 and 7, the dead praise not the Lord. So the rest that the Bible is talking about, the rest that God is talking about, is not the rest that is in the grave. Because if that was the case, then everybody that's in their grave now is resting on this Sabbath day. But the dead know not anything. The dead do not keep the Sabbath, but I do believe in demons. I believe in those fallen angels that take on the form of individuals who have died. People do see in their minds individuals who have died, but it's not that individual. That individual is in the grave. They see a demon impersonating the dead. And the dead are not in hell. When they die, they don't go to heaven, and they don't go to hell. They go to the grave, and that is clear in the Bible. The only people I know of that are in heaven that used to walk this earth are Moses, Elijah, and Enoch. Now, there's been some question that when Jesus rose, a small group was raised and went to heaven with him, but I don't know nothing about that. If they're there when I get there, I say if they're there when I get there, because I am going, then I will know that, okay, some more people have made it to heaven. According to the Bible, I would believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Because God himself said, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, on the day that Jesus was baptized. I would believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, making one God. Because we know, when Jesus was baptized, he was coming up out of the water. And you heard the words of the Father say, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove lighted on him. So brothers and sisters, it's clear. I am tired of preachers who preach religion and not Jesus. And I tell you right now, I'm not one who's going to preach religion and not Jesus. Because you see... When religion goes away and all you know is religion, you have no foundation. But if you are rooted and grounded in this truth, if the religion falters, if there's some issue, you still have Jesus as your foundation. The Bible says in Matthew 24 and 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world for a witness, and then the end shall come. And for those of you who are in churches, the Bible is clear in Isaiah 8 and 20. To the law and to the testimony, if they preach not according to this word, there is no light in them. So like the church of Corinth, go home, study the words that your pastor is preaching. 
And if they are false, if they are not according to the word of God, it's clear. There is no light in them. Now, for you all who are Sabbath keepers, and I don't just mean the Seventh-day Adventists because there are other individuals who keep the Sabbath. Stop saying happy Sabbath if you're not happy. It really hurts my heart to hear somebody say happy Sabbath and walking around with a long face. Smile. The Sabbath should be a delight. You should look forward to the Sabbath. Isaiah chapter 58 and 13 says, call the Sabbath delight and look like you have some joy. Turn with me real quickly to Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14, and we're going to read verse 17. The Bible says, for the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness and peace and what? Joy in the Holy Ghost. So we are here. The Holy Spirit is here. Let's exhibit some joy. And then further in Mark chapter 2 and verse 27, it says, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Appreciate what God has made. You're not doing God a favor being here on Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for you, for you to enjoy, for you to fellowship with your fellow brothers and sisters. And finally, this Sabbath issue. When does the Sabbath begin? Turn to Genesis, the first chapter. Genesis chapter 1. Beginning at verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be what? Let there be light. Now we know what was already here. The earth was without form, and what covered the face of the deep? Darkness was already here. God did not have to create darkness. Darkness was already here. God spoke light into the to existence. And God saw that the light was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, when God inspired Moses to write this book, if there was any issue about day being first or morning being first, I'm sure he would have put it in here. But the word of God says, and the evening and the morning were the first day. So Sabbath begins on what we call Friday evening. And we are now in the day portion of the Sabbath. So folk, don't get it twisted. And help folk, help other folk to see the truth of the Bible. Pray with me now on this subject. Prepared. In preparation. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for your lovely Sabbath day. Right now, Father, I ask that you remove me from the sight of the congregation. Make me, Lord, as it were, the hole in the ground holding up your cross.
that others may see you and not me. Lord, as I preach and teach, I also listen. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank Jenkins for eloquently reading the scripture found in John chapter 14. Turn there real quickly if you don't have it already. And you probably already know it by heart. It says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. When God prepares a place, when Jesus went to prepare a place, he goes and prepares it for a purpose. And the purpose he's preparing a place for us in heaven right now is for you and me. There was no place for us before because sin was in our lives. We were subject to the penalty of sin, but because of Jesus, we will now have a place in heaven. I, I look forward to the time of year just before Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas holiday. My mother, who you all will meet here in, in, in a short period of time, she has a beautiful habit of preparing seven to ten sweet potato pies, yes, for the holidays. And she prepares them in preparation for Thanksgiving and Christmas, but invariably, one pie never makes it to the holiday. And, and we, we get to partake and, and get a glimpse of what is soon to come. But Jesus here, in John chapter 14, 1 through 3, is telling us, as he told his disciples, don't worry. Be at peace. Brother O.D. read the other verse I had, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus wants his disciples of this day, you and I, to know, to have peace. That peace that passes all understanding, even your own. How many times have things happened to you and say, I cannot understand why God allowed this to happen to me? Am I the only one? I know it's happened to me. But even my own understanding, turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. Beginning at verse 13, things are going to happen to us, brothers and sisters, not because we're bad, not because we're evil, but because we love God. And there is an enemy out there who causes us problems. 
First Peter chapter three, beginning at verse 13. And who is he that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is good? But if ye suffer for righteousness sake, happy are you and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. Jesus had prepared his disciples for his crowning act, for the crowning act of his ministry. Yet they did not understand. This was not a spur of the moment decision. He was about to save the whole world by giving his life. This was not, again, a, a, a decision Jesus just made. This decision was made long before. The plan of the Father, the plan of the Son, the plan of the Holy Ghost had been prepared long before. Even before the fall of man. Isaiah 46.10 and Revelation 22.13 lets us know that God is Alpha and Omega. He knows the end from the beginning. That's a wonderful thing. And that's a wonderful person to have on your side. Anything that has come your way, God already knew it was coming. Just like with Job, the devil could not do anything to Job unless he cleared it first with the Father. Hello there, Ray Williams. Good to see you. You thought you were going to sneak in here. How you all doing? Good to see you. More friends from California. He knew because of sin and because of the choice of man, a plan had to be put in place. And in his love, he made a way of escape. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Nothing befalls us, brothers and sisters, that God is not aware of. We don't go through anything that we cannot handle. Or God will make a way of escape for us even though we go through it. And you can look back at your life. Some things you have gone through. In the beginning, you thought there was no way you were going to make it. But when you get on the other side, it was well worth what you had to go through to get to the victory. That's why we're here, brothers and sisters. This is a sin-wrought sin earth. Things are going on. We talked about the, the health issues, people shooting one another, all this stuff that's happening. If you endure to the end and make it to the other side, it will be worth it. Don't give up. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to give up. God didn't have to place the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the garden. If they weren't supposed to eat of it, what was the purpose of it being there? God put it there to test Adam and Eve's obedience. God placed the Sabbath, his commandments there as a test of obedience. There had been war in heaven. Lucifer and his angels had fought against Michael, Jesus, and his angels, and they had lost. And they had been cast out of heaven. Read the story in Revelation 12, 7 through 17. But because of the fall of Lucifer... 
because of his accusations against God, God had to show all the other angels, that two-thirds of the angels that remained, and all the other worlds that he had already created, that the devil is a liar, and he's the father of lies. He placed the tree in the garden to test the obedience of Adam and Eve, but they failed. Because of sin. And the devil said, you see, I was right. I should be the one in charge. No man can resist my power. I am more powerful even than God. But God the Father, God the Son, prepared an example for you and for me. Jesus had to give up his divinity take on our humanity, live in this sin-wrought earth, be subject to the temptations of the devil, and get the victory before we would be exonerated, before God would be exonerated. And God told his son, son, if you just trust and believe in me, you'll make it through. And I say to you, brothers and sisters, if you just trust and believe in God, you will make it through. By the sacrifice of the earthly Adam, sin entered the world. And by the sacrifice of the spiritual Adam, Jesus Christ, giving up his divinity, to take on sinless, sinful humanity. By that sacrifice, Christ in the flesh, sin was conquered. You can read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 21 and 22. But as we read the Bible, there are many stories where God prepared in preparation. In Luke chapter 1, there's a story of the priest Zechariah praying to the Lord, to bless his barren wife, Elizabeth, to have a child. And the angel came in verse 13, Luke chapter 1, and let him know that God has heard your prayer. He has inclined his ear to you. Luke chapter 1 and verse 13. The angel says, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear, thy, bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. God had prepared John. This John being John the Baptist. And God said of John, verse 14, And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with what? Filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him 
in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. God prepared another preacher, as he did with John, and his name was Jonah. God prepared Jonah and said, Jonah, go to Nineveh, for this city has now become full of sin, and I want you to preach against them. But Jonah chose to flee to Tarshish and not go to Nineveh as God had requested. But in Jonah chapter 1 and verse 17, the Bible is so wonderful. Chapter, seven, chapter 1 and verse 17, it says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. This was not an ordinary fish. This was not one of the whales that God had prepared in Genesis 1 and 22. But this was a special fish prepared of God for one purpose, and that was to swallow Jonah. That's all there is, that's all there is to it. Because scientifically now, they have studied whales and the esophagus of a whale. It's impossible for a whale to swallow a man. But the word is clear that God has prepared a fish to swallow Jonah. When God prepares something, he prepares it to fulfill a purpose. That purpose is his purpose. God is now preparing a people. Jesus said of John the Baptist, I send a messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. That's Matthew chapter 11 and verse 10. Pastor Lee Wars, Pastor Rock, myself, all we are doing is through the word of God preparing the way. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Brothers and sisters, those of you that are here, those of you who are listening on the radio, we cannot imagine the wonders God has prepared for us. Jesus, the bridegroom, is preparing to come for his bride. He's coming for his bride, which is the church. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 24. Ephesians chapter 5, beginning at verse 24. Therefore, 
As the church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be to their husbands, their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That ye might be sanctified and cleanse, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. I remember December 14th. 1980. Sister O'Bannon, please stand up. I saw this beautiful gift from God walking down an aisle. And it brought tears to my eyes. You may sit down, sweetheart. It brought tears to my eyes to see the gift that God was giving me. I didn't deserve her. And she'll probably tell you I didn't deserve her. But I'm glad that the Lord moved upon her to accept me. God is a good God. Finally, brothers and sisters, in closing, I'd just like to say Jesus is coming again. For people who are prepared to meet him. Turn to Matthew chapter 25. A familiar story to us all. A parable that Jesus shared. The parable of the ten virgins. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. This is a mentality of once saved, always saved. I was saved back in 1975, and no matter how I live my life now, I'm going to be saved. Brothers and sisters, if you study the Word, that's not how God works. We must die daily to self to be saved. They took their lamps, but took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. But then at midnight, at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps have gone out.
this is going to be individuals coming to you, brothers and sisters, saying, tell me about this Jesus that is coming. I need to know so I can be saved, but it will be too late. Now is the time for you and I to be sharing this good news of Jesus Christ. Now is the time to share the oil of the Holy Spirit with those who are living in darkness. But then the wise answered and said, not so. Lest there not be enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Now I hadn't noticed this before until I read this in my study. Jesus is coming, but people are still selling religion. People are still out there saying, we have a way, we have a way. But the truth is, Jesus is coming for individuals who are prepared already prepared not preparing but prepared and while they went to buy the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut and afterward also came the other virgin saying lord lord open to us but he answered and said verily I say unto you, I know you not. Over in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, the word says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in. Those that are prepared. Brothers and sisters, a cross was prepared for our Lord Jesus. A cross that he did not deserve. We deserved that cross. It should have been my blood that was shed. It should have been your blood that was shed. We should have been the ones that were beaten and scourged. But because of his love, God the Father, sent his only begotten son to die for my sins, to die for your sins, to prepare a place for us in glory, to shed his blood on a cruel cross, and with his stripes we are healed. Because of his sacrifice, Jesus has gone to his Father to prepare a place for you and for me. And when Jesus comes, when he returns at his second coming, there will only be two groups, the sheep and the goats, the saved and the lost the prepared and the unprepared. Which group are you going to be in? Which group will you be in? Are you doing now all that you can to be prepared? Or are you just 
As long as I'm in church on Sabbath, as long as I think about going to prayer meeting, as long as I browse through my Sabbath school lesson, I'm sure the Lord is going to be merciful and kind to me and take me to glory. Are you studying God's word daily? Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3 says, man shall not live by bread alone. All of you out there look pretty healthy from a physical standpoint. But how healthy are you spiritually? How helpful are you to others who are in spiritual need? Have you studied the word such that when somebody brings a question to you, because you've studied it, you may not remember it at that point, but the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance and you share it. And sometimes it surprises you. Say, wow, I don't even remember that. But God is good that way. That he gives you the power, he gives you the wherewithal to share this truth and to know this truth. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all those other things will be added unto you. Brothers and sisters, we're doing a lot of things that are truly a waste of our time. And I have, I have to admit, I, I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm working on it. I'm asking the Lord to help me. I will sit up and watch a television program that I've seen six or seven times. My wife gets mad at me because I know just what they're going to say. And I say it before they say it. And she says, you watch too much TV. And I find when I catch myself and I turn that TV off and I get into God's word or get into the spirit of prophecy, I have such joy. Real joy. I mean, the stories, young people, if y'all want to know some real serious stories, read the Bible. There's some stuff that goes on in there that shocks me. And these, 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 these movies, these, these violent movies, all this cannot hold a candle to some of the stuff that goes on in the Bible. Because God is a bad God. He don't play. I mean, there's a story in there, and I, 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 I'm, I'm getting away from my message, but I got to tell. There's a story in there where God told the children of Israel, when you go in, kill everybody, everything. The women, the children, the men, the animals, kill it all. And then pile it all up and burn it up. And I'm saying, wow. But God has a people who he has prepared to take possessions of things that others have who are not obeying him. That promotion you want, trust God. And that person who's up there who's not listening to God, not obeying God, let God handle it. Don't, don't, don't step all over them trying to get to the top. Just say, Lord, thy will be done. And as we follow God's word, God will bless us, brothers and sisters. He will put us in places and houses, in cars that we could not imagine that we would have. Because God is that good to those who obey him.
Romans chapter 13 and verse 11 says, Now is high time. Not time to wait, brothers and sisters. Not, I'll get ready down the road. No, now is the time. It's high time to be ready. In Hosea 10 and verse 12, God is going to pour out his righteousness, an extra outpouring of his Holy Ghost. The latter rain is soon to be poured out to give power to those who are prepared to finish the work of God. As was stated in the, in the little story, the children's story, and this gospel, when it's preached into all the world, the end will come. Jesus will come. I, I was telling one of the students in, in the Sabbath school class, right now, God has an angel that's flying around, sealing God's people. He's saying to the four winds, to the angels holding back, hold on, hold on, hurt not the earth until the saints of God are sealed. And it was brought to me in my mind, the Lord showed me that when that angel's finished, he's not going to hang around. I've done my work, he said, he'll say. And when he goes back to heaven, punches his little clock spiritually, Lord, my work is finished. They've been sealed. Jesus will move from the most holy place. Say, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. It will be finished. Will you and I be ready? Will we be found prepared to meet the Savior? Revelation 14, verse 12, clearly says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, this Sabbath issue, this commandment issue is a powerful issue. And you've been hearing more and more about the Sabbath in, in the world today. T.D. Jakes spoke a little sermon about the Sabbath. Others have said little things about the Sabbath. This Sabbath issue is going to be a test of your faith. The time will come that you will not be able to buy nor sell unless you worship on the other day. And if you choose to obey God and worship on the Sabbath, you will be thrown into prisons. You will have to flee the cities. But brothers and sisters, I tell you, it will be worth it all when you see Jesus coming from the east in the clouds of angels. Whatever you have gone through on this earth, you will be happy to have done it to stand where you are and see Jesus. So as an appeal today, I say reestablish your covenant with God. Walk right. 
Start going to the right places. Stop going to those questionable places. Eat right. Get rid of the shrimp. Get rid of the lobster, the catfish, the pork. You know what it is. It's there in Leviticus. You know what is clean and what is unclean. Dress right. Don't dress like the harlot of Revelation with all the jewels and the gold. And so be, a, be of modest apparel. Not bringing glory to yourself, but bring glory to God. Let your good works be your jewels. Live right. Brothers, if you're with a young lady and you all are living together and you're not married, either marry her or get out. It's easy. If you love her, marry her. Make her an honest woman, as they say. Talk right. If you have issue with cussing and taking the Lord's name in vain, stop it. Young people, talk right. This rap, slang, whatever they call it, ebonics, whatever. Talk right. Sound intelligent. You got the brain. God has given it to you. Talk right. Study God's word. Study God's word. Leave those tabloids and novels alone. Study God's word. Act right. Love right. Teach right. Be right. Worship right. Worship on the day God, has, God holds as holy. The Sabbath is the Lord's day. Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. And finally, obey right. Be a part of those saints that keep all the commandments of God. A lot of times Adventists talk about the Sabbath so much, they don't talk about the other nine. They're killing some folk with their tongues. And if you offend in one, you are guilty of all. So I don't care how many Sabbaths you keep. If you cussing somebody out or talking about somebody behind their back, you're not going to make it. If you're on the job and you're supposed to have a half hour lunch and you take 45 minutes but only right in a half hour, that's stealing. If you're messing with your neighbor's wife when he's on that long trip, you're messing up. God wants a people prepared, an obedient people. And you can be obedient. The devil's not that bad when you have Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. The word of God is clear. Now there may be someone here today who wants to make their calling and election sure. For tomorrow is not promised to any of us. When we walk out that door, who knows what will happen? Only God knows. So right now, the Holy Spirit is talking to somebody out there right now, somebody listening on the radio, the Holy Spirit is talking to you to make a decision 
that no matter what, come what may, I don't care what my mama says, my father says, my brother, sister, my friends, I want to be a part of God's kingdom. If there's someone here today who wants to make that decision, I ask you to stand and come down front. Search your heart. God bless you, brother. Search your heart and know. God bless you. God bless you. We cannot know exactly that we are saved. But if we have Jesus, that's our best chance. For no matter what good I do, it's not anything without Jesus. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, if I have not love, not just human love, but godly love, I'm a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. You may have issues in your life right now. You may be a smoker. You may be a drinker. You may be living with a young lady or a young man that you're not married to. But today God is saying, make the decision to do what is right. Come what may. And all heaven will rejoice at your decision. Is there anybody else? Don't come for me. Come because the Spirit is talking to you right now. And don't worry about the other people looking around. Make your calling and election sure. For remember, that angel is flying around, sealing those who obey God. God, knowing the end from the beginning, knows if you're ever going to make your decision. That scripture there in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21 says, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, those individuals, as far as I can see, are going to church, are doing what they think are the things of God. Because they say, Have I not prophesied in your name, healed, cast out devils? They've done all these things, but they have not made a commitment to God. God says, My word will not return unto me void. I can use anybody, God says. And if you learn from the word of God through me and I'm lost, you will be saved. But I don't want to be lost. And I don't want you to be lost. I don't know you all, but I love you all. And I would love to see you on that street of gold. In heaven saying, Brother O'Bannon, Pastor O'Bannon, I'm glad you preached that sermon. I made a decision that day, like this brother here. But if you don't make the decision, brothers and sisters, the more you wait, the more you turn a deaf ear to the Holy Spirit, it will be drawn away. And it's not the Holy Spirit leaving. It's you moving away from hearing God's word. And then one day, you won't hear it at all. You won't hear it at all. Lastly, a few quick texts. You can jot them down if you want. When Jesus came, brothers and sisters, he did not come to destroy the commandments of God. The commandments weren't nailed to the cross. 
Jesus said, I come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. Matthew chapter 5 and 17. John chapter 14 and 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's that clear. In Ephesians 2 and 15, you will find the laws and the commandments that God, when Jesus came, came to destroy. And those were the commandments of ordinances. We don't still have to bring sheep and goats and turtle doves here. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. Now we can claim it through him. Psalm 19 and verse 7, the law of the Lord converteth the soul. And finally, Psalm 119 and 60, make haste to keep the commandments of God. Last call, anyone wanting to turn their lives over to God. There may be someone out there who's been in the church, who is in the church, but you want to re-covenant, re-establish your covenant with God. If you want to do that, I want you to stand. If you want to make a recommitment to God in your life, God bless you. God bless you. On March 29th, we'll be having a baptism. There may be those of you in the, in, in the wavering stages, in, in the wavering decision. I don't know for sure. Go home. Study the Word. Let the Spirit of God lead you to make the right decision. Thank you, my sisters. You may sit down. And those of you who Believe that you're all right. Take heed. The Bible says, let him that think he stand take heed lest he fall. I'm not saying that you lost. But if you're not living according to the word of God, if you're making the assumption that you're all right, Be careful. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the blessings of this, your Sabbath day. We thank you, Lord, for the word, the word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We need not walk in darkness. And we can use the light that we have received to help others out of their life of darkness. Finally, Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus, whose sacrifice gave up divinity in heaven to live on this earth, to minister to fallen mankind, to show them that if we would just trust, believe, and obey, we would have a right to the tree of life. Thank you, Lord, for the one that has come, that has given his life over to you.
Lord, order his steps. Lead him in the way that he should go. And let thy will be done in his life. Bless those that have made a recommitment to you. That said, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. Not just on the outside, but in my heart. Let my life show forth Jesus Christ. Bless them. And bless the others who are in an hour of decision. Let your Holy Spirit not give them rest till they make a decision to be either hot or cold. For being lukewarm is just like being cold. You will spew them out of your mouth. Bless us now and keep us, Father, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please stand for the benediction? May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever, and let the congregation say, Amen. Amen. And you may be Amen. seated. <clears throat> How should we go out, Russ? Just you three over there and me three here. <laughs>